following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Hello, welcome. I have a great show for you today. We're actually starting a new series, which means we can go deeper. We can cover territory that we have not covered before to sow seeds that can make a change in you. We're going out live from Los Angeles, California. You can join us here every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the wonderful Voice America Network and then access any of these episodes on iTunes, the podcast, by searching the show name New Dimensions. Whether you've been here a hundred times or it's your first time here, I'm believing that there's something here for you today. It will not automatically change your life because change is not an event. It's not a click of a switch, but I believe it's a gradual transformation. You're exposed to information that can both challenge and inspire your mind to elevate, to think out of the box, and then be empowered to make a shift to a higher dimension. The next level for you has always been in existence, but your thinking, which is habitual, has prevented you from connecting to it. I do the show because I love you, and I want you to get to the best of your life that God has waiting for you. The best, I believe, is standing ahead of you. God doesn't use what's gone before against you, but holds what he has for you ahead of you. So the information for your transformation of your life, I believe, is waiting to be seized for those that have eyes to see and ears to hear. And I, as you know, as a psychologist, I look at at people's behavior. I was in a coffee shop yesterday and a gentleman commented, yeah, another day in in paradise. And it was done with a sarcasm. And I looked at him and I said, you know, it's the 87th day of spring. And he said, it's the 87th day. And we went on with this banter. I said, none of us have been here before. None of us have been beyond this time. And it's unique. It's a brand new moment in history. And all of a sudden, the pin dropped. And he started saying things like, well, it's magnificent the way these trees live a thousand years. And we started talking about how much the depth of a root of a tree would be. And by the time I finished talking to him, he asked me what I did. I told him I was a speaker and a writer. He left with a different sense about him. He had a sense of purpose. What I'm trying to say to you today is I'm not trying to blow my horn for for what I did, but I'm trying to say you have that inside of you. It's a choice. We can either look at a problem and look at our obstacles or look at what we have ahead of us. The idea of the show is to go countercultural, not to focus on the causality of the world. And God's moved me in many ways. I've got a a title for this show that I'm going to get into at the minute, Roller Coaster, but the world in a sense, we have things that are falling apart. We have a Euro 2016 that has violence. There was a club here in Orlando in Florida that 50 people were killed. And we're all posturing and we're looking at 
what is happening and obviously reacting in anger rather than looking at causality. There is a reason why these things have happened. You know, we may have Apple computers. We may have robots that comb the oceans, uh, the floors of the ocean. We may have rain-making machines. And we're looking really at, at political campaign in the moment that the way I speak predicates what's inside. It comes from what's inside my heart. So if anger and hate is going to rule the world, then we're getting more disunity. We're building the ego. Even motivational speaking seminars, they are great, but they're building the power that we have to smart outsmart ourselves when if we were in a position to outsmart ourselves, which we have, then we wouldn't have the problems of the world. The problems of the world are created in disunity. We need reconciliation, which is not looking at the fire, but it's putting sand on the fire. It's about putting love out there. And the reason why we've become outsmarted ourselves is we've thought the next best greatest thing and the next best dollar we're going to make is the answer to our problems. This has built a world of separation, a world of egos, a world of separate individuals who feel desperately lonely. And then they turn to do antisocial things. They turn to do terrorism because they're, they're basically depraved in such a way that they've been disunified from how they were created. We were supposed to be created in community and that's living as, as a whole, not as a broken entity. So God moved me on this and I really had to put this there before, before I got into the show. You know, he does this a lot on me, but I have a story. It's a humorous story. Before we get into the show, I'm going to lighten up. We've talked about what's going on the one. I will do another episode on anger, on violence, and all of those things, but the purpose for this show wasn't there. I just needed to get this out there because it's, it's current. And in order for the church to be effective, I believe we need to be current. There's no use masking things or ignoring things. You know, the mere fact evil exists means that God is greater. The mere fact that dark is there means there is, there is a requirement for light. If something is sour and we put sugar in it, it, it predicates the requirement for the exact opposite. But the story, it, it's about a, a little boy, little Johnny, desperately wanted a red bicycle. He wrote, Dear Jesus, if I get a red bicycle by 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning, I won't fight with my brother Hank for a year. Then Johnny thought, oh no, Hank is such a brat, I can never ever keep that promise. So Johnny threw away the letter and started writing another letter again. He said, Dear Jesus, if I get a red bicycle for my birthday, I'll eat all of my vegetables for a year. Then Johnny thought, oh no, that means spinach, broccoli, asparagus, yuck. I could never keep that promise. Suddenly, Johnny had an idea. He went upstairs to the mantel above the fireplace. He grabbed the family statue of the Virgin Mary. Taking the statue to the kitchen, he wrapped it in newspaper, stuffed it into a grocery bag. He took the bag upstairs to his room, opened the closet, and placed the package in the farthest, darkest corner. He then closed the door and took a sheet of paper and said, Dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again, I want that bicycle. I hope I didn't offend it. I mean, I'm just doing this to lighten us up. Um, in the darkness of the world and its present focus, because it is a dark time, I thought the lightness would lift us up to see things with less burden and connect all that is great and presently within reach. You know, we live in a world that sold us a lie and that we now live by, one that we need to add more to have value. We then go on a quest to seek it. We seek this in relationships, in beauty, in glamour, in personal acclaim, in prestige, in finances, in investments. 
only to conquer these things, some of them to get them all and still find ourselves wanting. There's a certain emptiness, a certain depravity about us. You know, if I live in a need mentality, I'll always remain in scarcity, regardless of how much I have. If you don't feel you have enough at the moment, never will you have more. It will always excel itself. When you're seeing more, actually having more is seeing things through a new perspective. The real answer has been with us since we took our first breath, since we came into this world. We were created for all we were needed to be. We were created a masterpiece in God's image and likeness. You know, we lack nothing to complete our unique lives successfully, creatively, purposefully, and whole. So we need to lighten our outlook so that we can live freely without the bondages of needing more. When I attach to something outside of me, there will always be a need. There will always be a need for more. So there will always be disappointment. You know, as the bird flies the skies with colors more beautiful than King Solomon's finest silks, you two all can have it, friend, but you need to break off the lie the world is so good at selling you. And the life is short. We don't want to take longer to truly begin living. And as I mentioned this before, you know, the tragedy is not that we die, but that we start, it takes us so long very often to start living in our life form. You know, there's a brevity of human life. There's a shortness, a transience, a formality, an impermanence to it. You know, I love you and I really want you to live God's best for your life. You know, there's no better time to start this than right now. The time to make the decision to make a change is always going to be in your present. Not in yesterday, because that is gone, and not in the future, because we have no control. We only have control of this, actually not a control, but we have control of our decisions and our mind in the present. It tells us, and God is able to abound all grace in you, so that in all things, having sufficiency, you would abound in every good work. Now, what this really means is it translates into your life and my life as we're supplied with all we need for ourselves, our families, and those that we can impact in our sphere. Every branch of life is taken into account. It may not be what you want, but it'll always be what you need and at precisely the time you need it. You know, as God's grace is sufficient, this means that even in times of hardship, that his grace will sustain you through it. You know, I know from my experiences that what you gain in times of hardship, you gain the greatest wisdom because I believe it's out of the greatest affliction that God gives you the greatest light, the greatest vision. And God's grace really does sustain us. We're all beneficiaries of his grace by virtue of being alive and breathing at this very moment. It means that you've overcome what you've passed before. You know, if you get your head around that, it's really a powerful contemplation, but one that we often forget out of being blinded from the form of function of everyday living. That's why we need to raise our awareness to be more effective and to be able to live a better quality of life. You know, life at times can blind us with all the things, the to-do lists, all the things we have to do, all the things we believably go wrong. It can blind us from the new that God is trying to do in us as our humanity. You know, we get stuck in the routine. We get stuck in, a, in the function of everyday formulaic living. You know, I pray that you'll have a God-sized vision, regardless of the season you may find yourself in. You may find yourself in a really hard season. Maybe a marriage is going wrong. Maybe there's an addiction. Maybe there's a health problem. But I can assure you, friend, when you look at something greater than you, there is always going to be something coming out of that carnage, something coming out of the struggle. When we look at the struggle, we get hopeless. And, of course, the focus and the outlook is completely, completely gone. 
Matthew 6.26 tells us, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? So really, faith, friend, is your down payment for everything. We're all in circumstances. And unless we have the belief that something is going to come out of those, we will remain in those. We'll become hopeless, tired, and jaded, and we'll be looking for all the things to solve it in our worldly form, which we know that we can't do. Medicating it, drugging it, angering it, it only remains. It's like having a stain, a red wine stain on a cashmere carpet, and you cover it up with a mat. The cause is always going to be there. So we really, the cause really is our outlook and how we have become, how, how have we allowed ourselves to become through looking at society. So let us get in. We could probably land the plane with what we've talked about already, but let's get into this week's title. I'm excited about this show. It's called Roller Coaster. And as the name suggests, it's a small railroad, especially in an amusement park with open cars that travel quickly along a steep curved track. They go up and down, over and over. A roller coaster can always be a, also be a feeling, a situation, or an experience that changes very quickly. That's the common concept of a, an emotional roller coaster. You may be asking, what's the meaning of this title? But have you ever stopped to critically think how you're living your life today? It can look very much like a roller coaster, up and down at the mercy of a particular stage it's in. How we live very much depends upon the condition of the road we're currently riding. If it's bumpy, we are down. We're depressed and we're sometimes losing hope. We're discouraged. If it's smooth, we're up and enthused because we perceive things are going well for us. Much like the roller coaster ride, we're either scared and fearful or sick. And if it's going well or it's, we're excited, dependent upon the place of life you presently find yourself in. So we're very much at the mercy of that. You know, we crave sureties and some guarantees in life when the reality is that life is messy. As you never know what bump in the road your next corner will unfold. At times, even with the best intentions and preparation, things happen regardless of what we do. Life keeps rolling along with highs and lows, twists and turns. You can't press push pause as life is like waves crashing on a shoreline. Tides, ebbs, flows, and unforeseen mysterious currents. They just keep on crashing regardless of our time frame, preparedness, or acceptance. Much like the roller coaster, we can focus on the thrills that present themselves or to try and control and resist the changes coming. The roller coaster illustrates how we can also come into our, into our lives that we have no control. However, when one bump is over, there'll always be another and then another. We all have our individual journeys, but the commonality here is that we're all affected by flux, and that is changing things on the outside that can sometimes throw and jolt us so hard that we're in freefall, with things moving so fast around us that we need to hang on to our lives by our seatbelt. Circumstances will always happen faster than our mind can get around them, and in that time we're in freefall. We're sometimes numb, we're sometimes stuck before we can get angry, before we can try and question things and get solution, which eventually is obviously having pieces, it's having a resolve on that, but it comes very fast to circumstance. It presents us with a choice each time it happens. Are we remaining on a roller coaster as a passenger or we are making a choice not to get led by the circumstance, but instead get led by our focus in the circumstance? Are we just adopting the attitude that if enough people stay on the ride, that it's the right thing for us to do? 
We live in a world that if enough people keep doing something, then it becomes the right thing to do and the right direction to take our lives. Are you staying on the ride or are you critically thinking and making your adjustments to align with your focus while on the ride? You know, we're all on the ride, but our focus while on the ride will determine whether we grow, gain wisdom, become better, or whether we stay stuck, buckled up by our seatbelt, waiting for some change into our lives as if it was going to fall out of the sky. Remember, the choice of not to do anything is still a choice. It's a declaration that you either don't want to do anything or are being dragged and influenced by the flux and flow as a passive spectator. Most of us are tired and stressed because we're trying to change the people we feel have caused our circumstance. Rather than using it for an opportunity to get better, to heal ourselves, we play the blame game. You know, the boss is a jerk. My mum and dad are abuse me. I've had a hard life. I never get any breaks. My wife and husband cheated on me. I should have done this or could have done that. And so forth, we go on our journey. We become victims of the ride, firstly, by choice. It's always a choice. But more importantly, we remain on that choice by a habit of doing it. Reflect on where your life is going today, what decisions you've made or not made that have got you to this place, and what directions you want your life to go on. The decisions that you make today will be the stories that you'll have to tell tomorrow. Each challenge offers you an opportunity, a choice to use it to get better or just stay sitting on the cynical ride of the roller coaster hanging on for dear life. The choice is yours, friend. Jeremiah 17.8 tells us there will be like a tree planted that sends out its roots by the stream, planted by the water that sends its roots out, planted by the stream. It does not fear heat when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This means that you will be tested in life. But because you have the right focus, your life will always be moving forward because you're planted by the water. So regardless of what's on the outside, it's all about your focus on the inside. Are you focused on God in your circumstances or the world and its limited ways of thinking and handling them? As we know, the world just predicates more, more hopelessness, more animosity, and more anger. You know, the God focus will give you hope, the other cynicism, tiredness, and stress. You know, life is a process, as change is not an event, but it's by taking steps within a certain focus. It's that focus that will ultimately determine whether you get better or bitter, two types of people, either better or better. We need to be always looking up, keeping our elevation at a higher altitude so that we're not stuck in the circumstance reacting to it, but in a spacious place from above that we can see better, we can see hope and purpose, as faith, as anticipation, minus the worry. What's your focus today? What's your focus today, friend, really? Are you, is your altitude high enough? Because your altitude ultimately will determine your platitude. Where I'm looking at will determine my walk. That's what that means. We're about to take a break. I mean, in the second segment, I'm going to take a look at are you making life happen or are you just waiting for life to happen? It's been great sharing this part with you. I'm really blessed to have you. I'm very grateful for you making this show happen. We're going out to thousands of people live worldwide and even more on iTunes podcast. I'm grateful firstly to God, but grateful to be able to share this with you. And I really feel we're connecting as if we were face-to-face, but I bless you and have a great break, and I look forward to speaking to you in the second segment.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at voiceamericaempowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back for the second segment. We're plowing deep. We're talking about roller coaster, but I spent a bit of time on the show, I completely went off topic at the beginning because God got a hold of me and we talked about disunity and the problems we're having with, with a lot of terrorism and a lot of violence in the world is, is disunified in ego when we need reconciliation to bring back unity and love can bring that back. So we talked about that, but roller coaster is the topic and that really means that life is changing all the time and they offer us a choice. Either it's an obstacle which we get stuck in or an opportunity to grow in. And that ultimately is the thing. All of us will face circumstances. doesn't matter whether we're in the street or in the palace. It gives us an opportunity. So life is very much a pilgrimage. It's, it's a walk to getting better. And there are going to be tests and challenges. We thought school was a challenge with tests, but that really prepares you for the real challenge, which is, which is life. And as Gotha said, in the realm of ideas, everything depends upon enthusiasm, but in the real world, all rests on perseverance. And that really is a quote that goes with the first segment of this show. But the second segment we're going to talk about, are you making life happen or are you waiting for it to happen? And what you need is always within reach for you. We're talking more also about circumstances and opportunities and setbacks and being okay with those ups and downs. Are you okay with the fluxes? But are you making life happen or are you waiting for life to happen to you? Many of us get caught in the trap of waiting for something new to happen. Hence the modern term, anything new. People meet me sometimes. Anything new, Pastor Nicholas, anything new. I can't control what comes along on the ride, but I can control how I handle it. God permits the circumstance, but it's how you handle it that will determine what you get from it. Will you get something new or greater, or will you stay the same old, same old and be waiting for something new to happen? 
Moses' staff was turned into a serpent, and that God asked him to grab it by the tail, and it turned back into a staff. That same staff opened the Red Sea from the right to let God's people through to the Promised Land. And with that same one, he turned the Nile water into blood, frogs to come out of the land of Egypt, and then gnats to come out of the dust of the ground. Whatever season you're in, God will always give you a way to get out of it by giving you what you need to handle the season. His thoughts and ways are higher than ours, so your circumstance or setbacks may not be solved or turn out the way that you think they'll be, but it will always end up better. You need to think out of the box as your thoughts are habitual, and that is why they are bringing you more of the same. It's the habit that we live in as our human nature that brings us more of the same. That's why depression for a long time doesn't change. A bad marriage doesn't change. That Our anger doesn't change. Our habits don't change. Our addictions don't change because we form habits. You need to step up to then create a shift that can bring transformation and change with that transformation. As change can only be through a shift. There has to be a, an internal movement from you to create a change. As you are using your experience as opportunities, or are you stuck in the seat of the roller coaster hanging on for the mercy as a victim? So are you using your experiences? Or are you just hanging on trying to survive them? You know, Jesus came to make you a victor. With each circumstance, we have a choice. Are you going to get something from it that will propel you to a greater life or will you just decay and become better? So God uses a roller coaster to train and mold us to a better life. We go through life waiting for something that was there all along. And really, God's hand was right beside us all the while waiting us for it to, you know, to really accept the opportunity to get better, to step out of being driven by a circumstance and to instead step up onto the next level to take you to the next dimension of living. The more you stretch out of your comfort zone, the greater your reward in life. You know, what you're sitting in now was once uncomfortable. So it will be with getting to the next level of your life. It's out of the new that will always at first be uncomfortable that you'll then get your next level, which will then be uncomfortable, much like you are today. That's why you can never get God's best by staying on the ride. You need to keep reaching out to a place that you've not been before. When I lost my father tragically and suddenly in 2008, I was already for two years already in ministry because God knew I'd go through that tragedy. It got me to empathize with people. It got me to talk to homeless people. It got me to give them food. And then when I lost my mother from a really tragic, very, very suddenly in 2012, that basically I, I wrote my book, not my second book, but the first book really was more about my smarts. It was about mindset to fitness. But the second book, Get Out of Mind Jail, is all about how I've grown since losing my parents and how I've grown with God and how I handle life now. So speaking now on a worldwide platform, speaking in a lot of live venues, it's predicated. It all came from this tragedy. I could have been in a suicidal. I could have been on a, a drug addict. I could have been an angry man right now. But instead, I became the version of me that God always planned and having that joy to go out and do more. So it will always come from circumstances. I've been through the fire and I've seen the promised land. So I can tell you, friend, wherever you are, you have a choice. If you keep on walking, I guarantee you, God has a plan. He, he came here to give you greater, not less. He came here to give you more. His plans are exceedingly abundantly more than you can hope and imagine. He came to give you life in the full. It's about being okay with your ups and downs. 
In life, it's easy to live with your own bu- in your own bubble, consumed with yourself. Very many of us are walking around with our heads in our cell phones and our Facebook accounts, fully, just fully consumed in ourselves, just in this bubble. Sometimes I overtake cars and they're driving at 20 miles an hour in a 50 miles an hour zone with their heads down in their cell phone, completely clueless. They indicate right sometimes and they turn left and their mouths are open. It's the convection, that little bubble. Living like that, you not, not only disconnect from the world, you ultimately disconnect from yourself. You need to look up and outside of yourself. You need to connect to the world outside of you. Only then can you be effective and flourish. There must always be a focus on something outside of you, something bigger that will give you the ability of doing something way greater than if your focus was to remain on yourself. It's like if I'm looking at floor ahead of me, I will not be able to see the horizon. I will miss so much in life. I will just remain in my own little convection. So right here, I mean, think upwards. Think upwards to go onwards as God's ways and thoughts are higher than ours. So right here, you have the instruction that you will always need to elevate your thoughts above what's routine, above what is comfortable, above what is daily and mundane to get something new in your life, to get away from the addiction, to heal the marriage, to bring the reconciliation to families that are fighting and having problems. All of these things, it will require you to elevate to look above the, the problem, to look beyond it and to something with more power in the problem. Isaiah 55, 8 tells us, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Yours are earthly ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. There are things that I can't understand about God. I may be a reverend, I may do a lot of studying, I may have knowledge in these areas, but to be honest, he doesn't require us to have that. We just need to let him have his way in our lives. Very often, we need to pull over so he can take over. We need to create the room for him to come in. We need to bring this ego down, which will bring me despair, will bring me terrorism, will bring me political campaigns that are fought on anger and rudeness, on building of self. To build people, to build ourselves, we need to become less so God can become more. This is a whole different talk and I'm not going to fully get into it now because we've got a a lot of ground to cover, but it came in this segment we're talking. This is really what we need to do. Paul tells us, consider it all joy regardless of what you find on the outside. This is in Philippians 4, 13, I believe. I can't program myself to what's on the outside as the outside is constantly shifting on me. I need to make certain that my insides are programmed right to get the right outcome on the outside. It will always be inside out. I may, it may be sunny in the morning. I may put a pair of sandals on, but by the time the afternoon comes, there may be a deluge of rain and I need my galoshes. I need my boots. I can't control what's on the outside, but I can control my inside. So what comes on the outside, I'm always right with that. You know, it appears that we're okay with the ups of life. But in the downs, we have the greatest issues, worries, stresses, and depression. It's apparent we're prepared for a harvest, but not prepared to handle the meantime. The harvest could mean many things to you. It could mean finding a partner if you've been lonely. It could mean restoration of a troubled marriage, a new job, the ending of an addiction, the healing of a sickness. 